0: This is the Popcorn and Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you all for listening in to our show in this podcast. We like to cover all things pop culture, especially movies and television, along with some entertainment news. So my name is Robert Ang, and with me down in Florida, my good buddy Michael Sheehan. What's up, man? Hey,
1: what's going on out
0: there? How's New Jersey? I, I hear you got a lot of snow up there. Jersey? Yeah, it's pretty cold. It snowed for the last couple of days Um, in the school that I'm at. We had two snow days, so it was kind of like a weekend during the week. But unfortunately, we ran out of snow days now, so they're beginning to take away from our spring break. So that's no bueno in my book. How about you, Mike? How's the weather down there? Oh, it's just, it's very cold. It's a paltry, like 68 degrees outside. (laughs) Don't rub it in, Mike. That's not cool. (laughs) I'm sorry, my friend. I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. Well, just to warn you, Mike, I'm drinking coffee today, this morning, instead of tea. So I don't know how that's going to influence my my abilities to do the show with you. Well, hopefully it perks you up a little
1: bit more, makes you more perky.
0: You never know, all right, so for this episode, we're going to be reviewing and recapping the ninetieth annual Oscars that just took place this past weekend. We're gonna be talking about all the things that we liked, maybe things that we didn't like, and possibly things that uh you know our biggest takeaways, and maybe some things that we feel that they can do to improve upon the show So Mike, where do you want to start off? just give me give me some of your takeaways, give me your overall feelings about the telecast and uh yeah. What do you think, Mike? Well, I felt for the 90th Oscars, I felt like it moved at the pace of a (laughs) 90-year-old. I I don't know if you agree with this, man, but I just was like, let's keep this show moving. It just... I don't know if it was... I don't want to know if I could, like, blame it on the stage manager, per
1: se. You know, it just... It just... There was no... To me, there was no pace to the whole ceremony. It just kind of, like, nobody had, like, a, a huge amount of urgency, like... I don't know, and I just was like, it kept dragging, and I didn't look at the actual broadcast time, but I believe it went over by an easy 40 minutes on broadcast time, and I just feel like they didn't care, I don't
0: know, do you agree with that? I think, so here's my thing, and you know, everyone, year after year after year, everyone always talks about how Oscars are too long, how it drags, how it's boring, and you know what? You're all right, but... It, the, my perspective is that that is the way it has always been and the way it will always be. And I've just made my peace with it. Like, and even even the Oscars, this wasn't really that close to being four hours. I think they actually did a decent job with the actual length. But like you said, it was very, like, it, there was no pacing. And I, I agree with you. I thought, like, you know, in the beginning, I thought it was very good. It was, it was very well done. But then they definitely hit... A couple of snags in the middle, and then that's when I kind of even checked out. Like I wasn't, I actually, you know, fired up the laptop and I was doing some work while watching it. But, but the first hour I was invested in it. So so I don't know. Do you think that there's something, Mike, that could be done? Like, w- do you have any suggestions how you can, if you were in charge of the Oscars, like how would you change it to maybe make it less, you know, draggy or less boring? I would do a couple of things. One, you know, I would rearrange the advertising on it. Instead of having all these commercial breaks,
1: which there were so many frickin' commercial breaks, um, you know, I would just do like two or three, like, and charge people a lot more for the advertising, um, or something like that, or have the whole show sponsored by one advertiser, you know, Um, and just just keep it running, you know, just keep going like award after award, you know, like all right, so in theater, right? If your show doesn't have good pace, it's basically dead. Like, you're gonna lose audience members. And it's like, if you expect people to tune into this, if you expect this to be a broadcast that you want millions of people to watch and stay watching throughout the whole thing, you gotta, you gotta keep it tight, you know? You gotta, gotta put on a good show. Um, you know, one of the other things that we'll talk about, like in, in with Jimmy Kimmel and his performance, I thought he was okay. I thought he was fine, you know, having him for a second year. I, I enjoyed Jimmy Kimmel. But some of the bits say that didn't work. But that's not necessarily Kimmel's fault, right? That's you know the writers came up with this whole spiel about giving away a jet ski, and at first that was pretty funny. But then they hammered it in like two or three more times, and I was like, okay, we get it. Somebody's gonna get a jet ski. I just felt the payoff wasn't even that great at the end. At the very last thing of the show was just like wheeling someone out on a jet ski. Like, okay. Did you
0: enjoy that? <laughs> I I personally did enjoy the jet ski thing, especially right from the beginning when he started saying what was going on. I go, oh my god, they're going to give an award out to the person who has the shortest speech, and I thought that was brilliant. I'm like, that's awesome. That kind of gives them a little bit incentive, especially the ones of the categories that really don't matter that much. That you know that they that fill up the first. Two and a half hours of the show. And so I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, like you said, it kind of beat it over the head too many times throughout the telecast. And um, was it me or was like... See, I I feel like this is a problem always at the Oscars every single year. And was it me or that like... Did they really try not to play off uh, winners when they were speaking? And when, when they were giving their acceptance speeches? I feel like they weren't playing off anyone... For, like, the first, like, two hours of the show. And then all of a sudden, like, when it kind of got nearer to the major awards, they started really cutting them off and telling them, okay, you have, like, you know, you have 45 seconds to give your speech. And they're like, okay, okay, I'm wrapping up. Like, I didn't, I felt like that wasn't the case for the first two hours. And then you had people, like whoever won the live short of animated and the the, the documentary short, all these categories that, in my opinion, I don't really care about because I've never watched any of these, and they gave them as much time as they wanted. Was that the case, Mike? Yeah, well, remember
1: at the beginning of the show, Kimmel was like, we're not playing anyone off tonight. And they they didn't for a really long time. But then I guess they're just like, you know what, we need to to change (laughs) that up, we need to start playing people off. There was one award. I don't remember who it was. I didn't write this down, but they were talking and then like they hit like the play button on the music. To, like, the, and then he was like, "And this award's for my dead father." And they cut the music off immediately.
0: <laughs> did you catch that? I did not catch that. It was so funny because the music played for like a split second. You just heard it like go on and stop because the guy was
1: like mentioning someone who died. <laughs> and then they were like, "Oh, this is insensitive. Let's give him another ten se- another ten seconds." So I just like cracked
0: up laughing about about that one yeah you know i really like you know i think a lot of the acceptance speeches were very good for the oscars this year and you know if this is their time they should have more than 30 45 seconds even 60 seconds to talk about you know how they got there and their journey and even who they want to thank like i'm okay with letting them giving them a couple minutes to talk that's fine what i think that they should do to keep the, the runtime lower is like I kind of I kind of pointed it out already. I really don't care about some of the categories, and I don't know if you feel the same way, Mike, or not. But I would be totally okay if they take away all of those animated shorts, live shorts, doc shorts. If they just take away those three categories that saves about maybe ten to fifteen minutes and I, but I, I understand that it's the Oscars they should be rewarding everyone that is participating in film in the most prestigious ceremony of the year but like I don't know what do you do you have the same feeling? do you like the fact that they are included in the telecast alongside with the actual best director best picture best actors Mike uh, I mean you know. No, I don't really care about them. I think they could probably throw them into like what the the Oscars for science and technology or whatever that that right. section
1: of the Oscars is called.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think so too, and. And that'll just save some time, and no one has ever really seen any of those short flicks and films. I mean, it was cool, I guess, in a way, to see Kobe Bryant win an Oscar this year. (laughs) Like, that was kind of weird, bizarre, but kind of cool, and that was something that everyone talked about afterwards, but, like, more times than that, you really don't need that. Even, like, documentary short, even documentary, like, that's... I understand those are big, you know, big accomplishments that everyone, all those filmmakers are achieving there, but to really have them... Because that, that, that's like the whole point that people argue about why no one watches the Oscars. And to be fair, uh, the ratings say that this was the lowest rated Oscars of all time. So a lot of arguments is that no one watches the Oscars because they reward movies and people that no one knows well guess what like half of more than half of the show unless you're a cinephile unless you are really really into movies you're not gonna know the names of cinematographers you're not gonna know the names of scores you're not gonna we don't really and I also in addition like we we don't know all these things so maybe just cut out the things that no one knows especially those categories that we pointed out Mike what do you think
1: yeah, I, I agree with you, you know, I think part of the ratings, too, is like there wasn't a, a tentpole film that was really nominated for much, you know, like having Wonder Woman be a part of it, being that, you know, the fact that it grossed so much money um, or really any Marvel film uh, other than like Logan for screenwriting or whatever that uh, that nomination was. You know, there was nothing like huge. There was no huge movie that like millions of people want to see
0: in the theaters that could then watch get an award. So I think that really hurt the awards this year. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's kinda kinda what we pointed out in our episode with uh art versus entertainment, is that like what happened to the years when the biggest films of that year was up for Oscars? And is it how, where and why did it kinda change? Like and whose fault is it? Is it the studio's fault? Or is the academy just getting a lot more stricter with what they consider to be a best picture rather than awarding some big blockbuster film? I don't know, you know. Um Let's see. So let's talk about winners and losers. Mike, were you surprised about any of the awards given out? Um, I think the, the the biggest
1: one that I was surprised about, and I know it was a favorite. I know Gary Oldman was the favorite to win, um, win the Oscar. But I thought that they would give it to uh, Daniel Day Lewis. I, I just really thought that um, you know, him being retiring from
0: acting, like I thought, I just thought they would give it to him, and they did. Yeah, and. Yeah, like you said, Gary Oldman was the heavy favorite going in. But you, yeah, you know, you know, um, Daniel Day, his his quote unquote last performance. We don't know if that's going to be true or not. We'll see in the next five, ten years. But you know, with him being in Phantom Thread, definitely got a good amount of love throughout the Oscar nominations. There was definitely a good chance that he was going to come in an upset, but did not. I was personally surprised about how how there were basically no surprises throughout the entire ceremony. Because this this felt more like a classist, classic Oscars to me. It was an Oscars where you can really predict the winners based upon what happened throughout awards season. And so, you know, all the acting categories, Francis McDormand, Gary Oldman, um Sam Rockwell. Blake Rockwell. Right. Allison Janney, they won everything. Everything throughout award season, and they won the Oscars, which I guess in a way is good because, like, if I was the actor that was winning everything and then they lost at the Oscars, I'd be pissed. <laughs> but at the same time, it just kind of made it for a very bland and boring show. So it's kind of really fun when there is some type of upset, and even a major upset in there. And to be fair, like, in a way, Shape of Water winning was a Safe bet to, to predict Ship of Water, but it really wasn't the clear front runner going into this night. Like, you know, like we talked about, you predicted get out. And, like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm like, er- every single minute that was inching its way towards the announcement for Best Picture, I'm like, Okay, this is it. This is gonna be the get out moment. Like I was, I was a true believer that you totally called it, and Get Out was going to win. And I was just like, I was kind of rooting against my own prediction of Shape of Water, just so Get Out was going to win. And I think I don't think I was alone here. There was a lot of people that were rooting for Get Out, and I'm almost surprised that Get Out did not win. What are you? Do you what are your comments about the Best Picture winner, Mike? yeah i was pretty disappointed and it's so funny because i really liked the shape
1: of water um and i just was so like i was so amped i was so excited i was like get out's gonna win and that's just gonna be awesome and then it didn't i was like oh man (laughs) like you know it's just an expectation thing a really no reflection of the shape of water because i do think it's a great film but i was i was very disappointed but on the on the flip side you know jordan peele has now won an oscar for best screenplay
0: Yes, that was big. Yeah, because Jordan Peele was up for three awards. And I was just like, please just let him win at least one. I just wanted to win one. And he won the screenplay category, which was a really, really heavy category with a lot of big names, big contenders there, too. So he he duked that one out and he won it. So that was really, really impressive that he won that. You can just see how emotional he got when he accepted that award that it really meant a lot to him. And he's he's come a long way to to you know, front and center stage at the Oscars. That's impressive. I was disappointed he didn't thank Keegan-Michael Michael Key. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, nobody else is making any any big deal about that anywhere, but I was a little disappointed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he probably should have, right? Um, I mean, I guess he probably didn't. I guess I don't think Keegan had anything to do with the film whatsoever. But, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I would have thanked him yeah that's true one more thing i want to point out is that how like you know we're talking about yeah and like you said the shape of water won best picture and it was a top 10 film in in my list so i i love the film um nothing nothing bad against it it just do you feel the same way mike did you feel that the shape of water winning best picture was almost like a very safe pick for the academy
1: yes and no i mean i think the movie fits the mold really really well um But there's a couple things in the movie that I'm like, you know, it's kind of interesting that you pick this to be your best picture of the year. I don't know. All right, one thing, and maybe I'm just being a prude here. Minor spoiler alert for the movie, but there's, like, some, like, fairly sexual content in the film. uh, You know, and, and I just... That aspect of it kind of surprises me. That like the academy is like praising it so much. It just, not that they're prudes or anything, but it just it's just interesting. I don't know. Maybe it means nothing
0: No, I'm totally on board with you. This might have been one of the most sexualized best picture winners in history because yeah, they usually do kind of shy away from that. And the storyline, yeah, like I'm not gonna spoil it, but yeah, there is a storyline in that film, a pretty big one too, about that and. Yeah, it's interesting that how we are kind of talking about shape of water winning, how everyone's talking about shape of water winning, and at, at, you know people are talking about oh the Academy's going back to their classic ways, picking these classic movies that you know aren't as daring. Or but I'm just like this is such we we talked about this in our year end episode how 2017 was such a great year for movies because of the unique and you know, non-traditional movies that were made. We had different perspectives on different films. We had Get Out that was genre breaking. and, you know, we had Dunkirk that was a war movie that I've never even seen done before in that perspective. And then to say that Shape of Water is your safe pick when it's about, you know, an amphibious man falling in love with a mute woman who has a gay friend for her best friend. Like, how is that a safe pick in the Academy? It just, it is kind of like an oxymoron. Because, you know, I mean, I predicted Shape of Water and I thought it was going to win, but only because of like the statistics. And I really didn't think that the favorite three billboards was going to win because it was way too divisive. Um, But yeah, any last words about uh, the Oscars or Shape of Water, Mike? Uh, just, I'm happy that
1: Guillermo del Toro won. He, I mean, he really is a phenomenal director. You know, that's that movie is just super, super. you know, we're talking about pacing. That movie has amazing pacing. It's just like super tight, well done, well edited, just well directed. And he should have won the
0: Oscar for it. Oh yeah, Guillermo, so happy that he won. He he deserves it just for his collection of work. And *A Shape of Water* was a really really great film, and I can't wait to rewatch it. Um, one more thing, Mike. this is always something that I think about every single Oscars, and I don't know if I brought this up to you before, but I would love it if after the Oscars... Were, or, or even during, as they announced the awards or something like that, I want to know the voting results. I want to know how much did Francis McDormand win over the other actresses. I want to know, I wanna know if, if Shape of Water won Best Picture, and it did. I want to know who was number two and by how much, and who was number three and by how much. Like, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you want to see that? A hundred percent, I would want to know. I, I, why don't they do that? Why, why, don't, why do they hide the results so much?
1: I think probably because it's just disrespectful, maybe, you know? Like, it's like, okay, you've already lost, but now let's rub it in how much you lost by.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. But at the same time, like, everyone can now put on their resume, for the losers at least, they can put on their resume, you are an Oscar-nominated actress or Oscar-nominated, you know, composer. Like... You know, they're kind of all winners already. If you think about it, the entire year, there are top fives. And, like, you know, and just, I I don't know. I would really love to see the results. I
1: think, you know, maybe
0: a compromise
1: would just be just releasing who
0: came in second. You know, right. instead of really giving away everybody and what the scores were, just showing who came in second. Would oh that God, make? That's what I would want to know the most. If you were um, up for an award and then they did that, they, they they announced a winner and then they they announced a runner up, and you were the runner up. Would that make you feel good or even worse about your situation? Oh, it make me feel. Well, I think. Mike cut out of this episode, so we're just going to call it quits. Thank you for listening. We are the Popcorn and Pop Culture Podcast. Uh, Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on iTunes and Google Play. And uh, tune in to our next episode. Peace. Peace.